Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up, gang? Welcome to episode 189 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, one half of the aforementioned Membership Guys, and this is the number one show for membership site owners to grow and take their membership to the next level. Today, we're talking all about value. More specifically, how do you, as a membership site owner, know that you're delivering enough value in your membership for the price that you're charging? This is something I think every membership site owner worries about, some more than others, without question. And a lot of that concern, a lot of that little niggle, the little voice in the back of your head that makes you wonder whether your membership is doing enough, offering enough, good enough for what you're charging And whether it's meeting the needs of your members and living up to its promises and all of that sort of stuff. I think a lot of that comes from imposter syndrome that probably more people than would admit it actually suffer from. We'll always get that comparisonitis. We're always looking at what other people are doing and thinking about how we stack up in comparison. And a lot of people do have that anxiety and that worry that they're not good enough. Their membership isn't good enough. What they're offering isn't good enough and they're not delivering enough value so how do you process that how do you actually determine whether or not you're delivering enough value in your membership honestly it's tricky because value is an abstract concept it is so open to interpretation it's so subjective so what is value okay so value in business value in marketing is effectively customer perceived value that's what we're talking about it's customer perception the difference between a customer's evaluation their opinion their assessment on the benefits that they're receiving from a product compared to the costs of that product and by comparison to other products to other solutions so you see there's so much subjectivity there value is all about the customer's perception it's about what they are actually getting out of something versus what they're putting in and whether they think that that balance that exchange in your product is better than it would be in another or is better in a product that they used in the past so it's so so subjective and it's almost subjective to a point that it's ridiculous to even worry about it because what is exceptionally valuable to one person will not be ticking the boxes of another and if you're trying to satisfy and to please every single person every use case every scenario you will drive yourself and your members absolutely bonkers so i do think that the first step to really figuring out the answer to that question of whether you're delivering enough value in your membership is to accept and to understand that value and perception of value is a moving target it's different for everybody it's completely subjective and therefore there's no way of getting a definitive answer and i think because of that i think because value is such an abstract thing so many people get it mixed up they get it wrong they confuse value with content so they think that delivering value as a membership site owner is all about how much content you put out there and so they get into this strange sort of content arms race where they think that to be the best and to beat their competitors they just need to put out more stuff than other people are but no one joins a membership because it has the most stuff 
if you can actually solve the biggest problem that your member has in five minutes with one single five minute video, that's going to be of higher value than giving them a 20 lesson course that only just scratches the surface of what they joined your membership to achieve. Content does not equate to value. So, That's the first mistake that I certainly see a lot of membership owners making when it comes to assessing their value proposition. Another big mistake is thinking that it's a like-for-like comparison, that assessing value is all about, as I said before, having more stuff than somebody else. Or, you know, if you offer the same as someone else, that means you're offering the same value. You can charge the same amount. So, you know, they're offering 20 things and one q and I'm offering 30 things and two Q&As. They're charging $50 a month, so I can charge 75 because I'm offering more value or I can charge the same amount of money as they are and people will think mine is better value for money than theirs is because I'm offering more stuff it kind of always makes me think I'm sure most of you listening have seen the movie something about Mary Um, and there's a particular scene not the one you're thinking of with the hair moose um, the hitchhiker scene where there's a crazy hitchhiker being picked up and there's a whole dialogue about something called seven-minute abs, which, from what I understand, was uh, a regular product that was offered on the infomercial circuit in the States during the 90s. And so this crazy hitchhiker is absolutely convinced that the way he's going to find his fortune is by bringing out an alternative to seven-minute abs called six-minute abs. And it's obviously played for laughs. We're supposed to find that ludicrous. The notion that... Just shaving one minute off the alternative product is going to make him rich, a millionaire, right? But that's essentially what so many membership site owners do. Okay, this is the 30-course membership. Mine's going to be the 35-course membership. And when you put it like that, it's ridiculous. Because, of course, that is not what customer perception of value is all about. So... Those are definitely the two big mistakes I think people make when thinking about their value proposition for their membership. So I want to just run through some things you can ask yourself, things you can consider in making that assessment yourself. And again, please do keep in mind that this isn't a scientific process because we're dealing with an abstract concept of customer perceived value. But there's certainly questions you can ask yourself in order to get an idea of, you know, am I in the right kind of ballpark here? Am I in the right zone? Is this the right approach? So essentially what we're talking about is what are you offering and what have you priced it at? So the first thing to look at in in assessing whether or not you've got that balance right is what problem are you solving? It's remembering. We hammer this home all the time. People join memberships because they have a problem to solve, a transformation they want to undergo, a goal they want to reach, an endpoint they want to get to. And they join your membership because they've decided that what you are offering will help them to get there. Maybe they're not expecting you to get them all the way there, but maybe they see it as, okay, based on what you're offering, based on your sales page and your marketing your messaging, maybe you're going to help me get from step one to step three before I then need to get additional assistance to go the rest of the way. But ultimately, you are in the business of solving problems. So you should know 
what the problem is that you solve. If you can't figure that out, that's perhaps a warning sign that you're not fully tuned in to what your members need, what they want, and what the purpose of your membership is. And if that's the case, then maybe you're not going to be fully aligned in your thinking to your customer's thinking. That usually leads to a disconnect when it comes to customer perceived value because they're thinking of value in a very, very different way to how you're thinking about value. It doesn't matter how much stuff is in the membership. What matters is the change that your membership brings about. So think about what is the problem you're solving? What are the results that you are delivering? Okay, so again, this is all tied into what people are expecting in exchange for their money. Remember that value proposition is a balance between how much someone's putting in versus how much someone's getting out. And the getting out is all about results. But, you know, it's not, again, it's not just a quantity thing. It's not just racking up the wins. It's thinking of that bigger picture, thinking of the problem that you're solving. You know, if your membership teaches people how to master origami, then for an origami enthusiast, obviously, you know, that's going to tick a lot of boxes. But you teaching someone how to make an origami swan versus teaching someone how to get out from a, mo- a mountain of debt, there's a very big difference in terms of the worth of those results in the big picture. You know, someone who's an origami enthusiast, but who is also under a mountain of debt from buying all of that specialist origami paper, like to them, it doesn't matter how great your origami content is, they would perceive something that helps them escape that debt of being much higher worth, much higher value in terms of results that they're getting. So again, your origami site could be phenomenal, the best in the world, the most origami tutorials in the world, but that doesn't automatically mean that you can charge a premium for it. So you do have to really take into consideration how much the results that you're promising are actually worth to someone's life, what difference they make, what level of impact, how deep it is, and all that sort of stuff. Something else you need to consider is how long it's actually going to take your members to get to where they want to go. You know, if you can help someone solve the biggest problems in their lives in under a month, you can charge a premium for how quickly you are delivering on that goal. The value there is not just in the result you're delivering, but also the speed that you are delivering that result. So that absolutely can be reflected in the price that you're charging for your membership or your course. Another factor that really does play into value perception is access. The more access that someone has to you in the membership, the higher the value perception is going to be, particularly if you are a known entity in your field. If they've joined your membership in order to be around you because you're their favorite, you're their trusted expert, then actually giving them access to you, either in a one-to-many or in small groups or one-to-one, these are the sort of things that are going to affect how much you could charge for your membership and how much value your membership will be deemed to have. A membership that has a lot of one-on-one access to you is going to be viewed as more valuable than a one in which you turn up for 30 minutes per week, but otherwise you're nowhere to be seen. So again, access is a big, big part of that value equation. 
You know, we always advocate for founders of memberships to have a presence in their community. Again, because so many memberships are centered around an expert, a figurehead, a leader. And so there's almost that expectation that you will be in the community. But again, that's something to consider. Are you even going to have a community? If you're having a community, is it going to be a one where you're hands off? Is it just a Facebook group where people can hang out and chat? Or is it somewhere where it's a bit more involved, where maybe you're doing private member challenges maybe you're stalking conversations maybe you're giving tech support and stuff like that again are you going to have a community what type of community is it going to be and how does that affect the value proposition now of course we said that the volume of content isn't the basis for value however it does still factor in It certainly factors in because a lot of people do make that initial assessment of your membership and the value that it holds purely based on quantity of stuff. Someone who comes into a library and sees two things, even if they're two of the best things in the world, they don't know that they're the best things in the world, the best videos, the best courses, the best tutorials. They don't know that till they've actually consumed it so their surface level assessment of the value they've received is going to be much lower than if they see a vast library of varied content so absolutely the quantity of stuff does factor into the perception of value but again if you think about the order in which we're discussing these things it is lower down on the totem pole than i think a lot of membership site owners place it and too many people think that just putting out lots of stuff is all they need to do in order to deliver that type of ongoing value that keeps people engaged keeps people subscribed and certainly more content doesn't mean higher prices And actually, that feeds into the next thing to think about, and that is how long will it actually take someone to consume everything that you have in your membership. So we talked about how long would it take someone to get to their desired goal or to get a win. And that's something that is, it's completely different from how long would it take for someone to actually consume everything. You know, if you've got a a program, if you've got a course, if you've got a multi-step system, how long would it actually take someone if they just went step by step to get through that? You know, if the star attraction of your website is a course built around your signature system, but, you know, three weeks in, they're done, they're finished, if that is the main drawing attraction of your site then people are going to kind of think oh was that it it's like you know they've lined up for this amazing epic roller coaster and they get on it and then 20 seconds later it's done it could have been the most thrilling most incredible roller coaster in the world but you're probably still going to feel a little shortchanged if you waited for an hour and then 20 seconds later your experience is over so again that factors into it how long are people going to be engaged how long they're going to be using it how long is it going to be valuable to them and then something that we kind of hinted towards before when we mentioned about the fact that for many people joining a membership it's not just about the content it's not just about the result it's about hanging out with and having access to someone who they deem as their chosen expert the person they look up to the person they deem credible that they want to learn from that they want to spend time with that is something again which is really going to play in to perception of value to how much you can realistically and justifiably charge for your membership site so how much do you actually fit the bill of being the go-to person in your space you know are you 
the person who is at the top of your game? Are you an in-demand expert? Maybe you're not there yet. And so, you know, I don't want to go down the route of kind of saying, you know, only people who've been around for ages who have huge audiences can charge a premium because that is absolutely not true. But you have to be aware, again, when we're dealing with perception, and that's all value is. Value is subjective perception then logic kind of goes out the window and being the best isn't always the thing that matters you only need to look at the music charts around the world to see that the cream doesn't automatically rise to the top and i realized that i'm very much painting myself into grumpy old man it was so much better music was so much better in my day kind of territory by picking on the music industry but you know we had rubbish music in the 90s and in the 80s as well you know the best artists were not always the most commercially successful the most competent credible experts are not always the people who become the go-to people in their space but unfortunately many people out there attach value they attach premium to those industry celebrities to someone who is perceived as being at the top of their space. And this is absolutely something that will affect your value proposition. If you have a membership that is very, very heavily based around access to your expertise, but people do not know or do not value who you are, then they will not deem having access to that expertise as being something that is valuable, certainly by comparison to having access to the person they do view as the go-to person in the space. Hopefully that makes sense and hopefully it's not getting confused as me saying that only the big names should start memberships. What I'm saying is you just need to be aware that this is the harsh reality of online business. And you need to account for that in your value proposition. And so again, this comes back to what I was saying before, is that it's not a like-for-like comparison. It's not a case of, okay, well, this person over here, he's offering a monthly coaching call with every member and he's got 10 courses and he's charging $100. So if I offer a monthly coaching call and 20 courses, I can charge more than he can because our value proposition is bigger. That is just not how it works. So certainly something to keep in mind. Again, it's not logical and you may think it's unfair, but it's a reality of how things are. And again, these are the sort of things we need to deal with, to think about, to account for when talking about something that is as abstract, subjective and open-ended as value perception. Something else, of course, to take into consideration when thinking about, you know, do we actually offer enough value for what we're charging is what are people telling you? What are all the signs showing you? Are you getting a lot of traffic to your sales page and then they're just disappearing? None of them are converting and maybe, you know, perhaps the price point is to blame. Maybe people are clicking through to your checkout and then that's where they see the price and they change their mind. Again, these are indicators that there might be a little problem with how you're actually communicating the value that your membership offers what are people telling you are you actually soliciting feedback from people who maybe are on your email list but they don't join your membership are you actually surveying them to say you know we know you've been on our mailing list you've been uh, consuming our content and our free stuff and we appreciate that we just wanted to know you know we've told you a few times that we've got this membership and we think it's great we're just curious as to whether there's anything holding you back from joining you know you're always going to get people who say that's too expensive that doesn't mean you're too expensive but if any 
everybody says you're too expensive, that might be a hint. Especially if, when you think about all the other stuff we talked about, you know, you're already leaning towards maybe, you know, the value proposition is a little unbalanced. If everybody's saying, yeah, dude, you're delusional. You're charging triple what everyone else in this industry is charging. Or, you know, you're charging quadruple what your nearest competitor, who actually is the top dog, they're charging a fraction of what you're charging. You know, listen to what people are telling you. Don't put stock in a handful of people telling you you're too expensive because you're always going to have that problem and you certainly don't want to get into a point where you're trying to please everybody with your pricing. So this is more about are you getting kind of a, a disparate or an unusual amount of people telling you that you're too expensive or that they don't think it's good value for money. So ask people who are on your list, who are in your funnel but don't join. Look at how your sales pages, your checkout process is performing. If people cancel their membership, ask them why they canceled. Again, you're always going to get people saying that. That's just part of the course. But if everybody's telling you that, then that's a warning sign too. And then I think the final thing you need to take into consideration is your own gut. If you're obsessing over this, if your stomach is in knots because you think you're charging too much, And you can hardly bring yourself to tell people how much it costs. You're uncomfortable talking about your price point. You're just completely lacking in certainty and confidence. And you have to really kind of convince yourself that you're offering enough value. Again, that is certainly something you should listen to. You definitely have to do the gut check. It doesn't mean that you're not offering enough value. Again, we talked about how so many people suffer from this imposter syndrome. And, you know, a lot of people just by default don't think that what they're putting out has value when actually it does. But again, in combination with all the other things we've been talking about, you can't ignore your gut sometimes. So don't go on gut alone, but combine that good feeling with questioning with some real objective analysis of the sort of things that we talked about during this episode and that'll certainly help give you a better idea of whether or not your value proposition is off so hopefully this has been useful to you if you found yourself questioning that or if you're in the planning stages of your membership and you're trying to figure out what should i be offering what should i be charging maybe you've recently had someone tell you yeah your membership is so expensive Just one person saying that can really throw you for a loop. So if you have been worrying about it, hopefully if you work through some of the stuff that we talked about, that's going to help you to either refine what you're doing or just to put your mind at ease in trying to figure out if you're offering enough value for what you're charging. But if nothing else, hopefully this has helped to change your perspective on what value truly means in the context of a membership website. Hope you have enjoyed this episode. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. As always, you can reach me on social media. If you're on Twitter, you can find me at membershipguys. Send me a tweet. Let me know what you found useful about this episode, what your top takeaway is. If you're on Instagram, I'm on there at membershipguy, just guy, singular. Kali is not with me on on, uh, Instagram. Let me know on there. You know, uh, if you're listening to this, take a little screenshot of your phone or your computer or whatever you're listening to this on and then hit me up on Instagram. Tag me. Let me know you're listening. I love it when that happens. Or, of course, if you're inside our free Facebook group, then let me know your thoughts on that episode in there. If you're not in the group, get yourself in the group. There's around 11,000 membership site owners in there. You can find it by searching for Membership Mastermind inside the Facebook app. 
or if you're at your desk, type in talkmemberships.com. That will magically redirect you to our group and you can come and join the conversation in there. Or, of course, <laughs> this is a never-ending list. If you are part of Member Site Academy, we have a nice in-depth discussion about all the episodes we release each and every week. So you can jump in and chat to me and Callie about the whole concept, the whole topic of value proposition for your membership and how to get that right, how to get your pricing right and all that good stuff. That's it from me for this week. I truly do hope you found today's episode useful, interesting, informative, and a whole range of other positive words. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.